0: Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast, whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to, or our diversity and inclusion specials. We hope you're enjoying the shows, and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Fintech Focus TV. We love to celebrate the Fintech businesses that have the big ideas, and those that are making waves in their fields. Today, I'm joined by Todd Latham. Chief Growth Officer of Currency Cloud, a leader in the global payment space. We are recording this FinTech Focus TV and podcast today to celebrate the fact that Currency Cloud appeared in our Financial Technologist magazine recently as voted as one of the most influential financial technology companies 2020. So, Todd, welcome. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hi
0: Nadela,
1: nice to see you what again. Love to see you again. Um, what can you tell us about your business?
0: So yeah, I think I think lots of people have talked about the world of cross-border payments being broken before, um, and in some ways we're, we you we know, yeah we have a, a similar um, thesis that um, you know cross-border payments are they're they're too complicated, they're too slow, they're too expensive, um, they're opaque. It's hard to know exactly what we've been charged. Um, there's not enough data passing through. Um, what What's unique about Currency Cloud um, is um, we we don't believe that we can solve this by providing a consumer or an SME product. We actually think the industry is much more complex than that, and there'll be lots of different use cases that we need to sell for. Um, and so what we've done is we've built a platform that can be embedded in all sorts of different applications to help smooth cross-border payments. So uh, we're, we're embedded in marketplaces, uh, we're embedded in uh, challenger banks, we're embedded in the, the, the visa workflow for when you use your card abroad, uh, we're embedded in the merchant payouts um, on the other side of the card transaction. Uh, we're, you know, so, 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 all of these cases are different and people end up paying in lots of different ways depending on what they're trying to do and they require lots of different companies to build those solutions for them. What we want to be is the engine that powers cross-border in all of those companies.
1: Great. So the engine that powers cross-border across all these different companies that you've just mentioned. So really like transferable, um, which which means you're already giving us an idea of why you were nominated um, as most influential FinTech company 2020. So um, when we did um, all the nominations, we spoke to a judging panel, uh, which included EY, Lloyds, Baringa, just to name a few. Um, and your name came up again and again. Um, what do you think it is about Currency Cloud that sets you apart from the rest?
0: Um, so, so, look, there are, there are a few different things. It, it starts with having um, a, a fabulous team of, um, of real experts in the space who, who bring their best to work every day. Um, but I think building on that, um, what, we, what we provide to our customers is uh, a, a level of service uh, that goes above and beyond what you get elsewhere. Um so we you know we, we hold their hands, you know, cross border is inevitably complex. We we'll abstract as much of the, te- the complexity of way through technology as we can, but in reality, it's it's still complex, you know. We, you've still got um different uh, regimes out there who've got different requirements around data and how you handle FX conversions, and um and, and we need to help our customers navigate all of that. Um and, and what our customers tell us again and again is um what makes it special is they can pick up the phone and they can just have a chat with us about something. We will help them through and steer them through the complexity so they can deliver great products for their customers.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think you're, you're saying a number of things that will just uh, ring so many positive bells for people about keeping things simp- simple, about listening to your customer base and what they actually need rather than just a one-stop solution for all. Um, with all of that, I bet there's there's loads and loads of challenges um, that you face every day. What do you think are the biggest challenges you and the business have overcome?
0: Um, well, so obviously we're in we're in uh, particularly challenging times right now. Um, and yeah. I, so, so this this is being recorded on um, St Patrick's Day. It will be also be a few weeks before it's released. But um, yeah. so as we stand now, how we how we deal with the uncertainty of the unfolding crisis, I think, is going to be um, a, a key challenge for this year. Um, and. And really I think our commitment here is to um, look out for our people who are all now working from home um, but also um, do our bit to look out for the community um, and so you know I think that that means both um, helping prevent the spread of the um, of the illness but also um, beyond that how do we support our customers through difficult times and give them the clarity and the information that they need um, yeah. so I think that's how we that's how we think about um, some of the big challenges at the moment um, but, you know, some of the biggest challenges, um, you know, they continue to be, uh, I think, sometimes fairly standard in our industry. So how do you um, how do you create a best-in-class compliance platform um, when you're not investing billions and billions uh, like the banks are? And I think we've, we've been very successful in using technology to get us there, but it's been a real journey to get us there. Um, how do you recruit uh, great people um, at the moment? Um, how do you uh, drive... Um, a global footprint in a very complex world um, and manage your your efficiency in your business. Um, so, you know, I, I could talk all day about the challenges we have in business, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but you know, those, those are some of the ones that, that come to mind at the moment
1: yeah yeah absolutely and it's good to share them because i think there'll be a lot of other companies within within the industry that will will feel that you know they're they're facing similar challenges day in day out but i think it's very much about us overcoming them together um especially at this time as you mentioned with um corona and a lot of us working from home and seeing how we're how we're going to keep keep our businesses stepping and pressing forward um so it's quite apt that then um, I talk about what got you voted um, as one of the most influential and one of the key themes that came out from our judging panel this year. And one of the key themes that was noted from the list that was that fintech is, is right for seeing problems as opportunities. Um, and actually, when there's a problem that we face, we become much, much more innovative. What are your thoughts on the resilience um, of our market space?
0: Um, so... Um... I still think we'll find out this year. Um, but but there's some things which we really yeah. know to be true. Um so so the first is um there are some real meta trends which um, I, I don't expect to um see uh, major changes to. So first is um drives cashless um and uh and move to account based services, whether that's e-wallets or bank accounts. I think uh, you know, in terms in terms of driving um finance into technology is a huge boom for the entire fintech space um, mm-hmm. I think and, and the second is um, the consumer and business um, appetites for new technology to um, to make things more efficient more user-friendly um, to, um, to to make things more seamless so that we can drive growth in the economy um, and help drive efficiency um, mm-hmm. and, and then specifically in the cross-border space actually um, you know, we we still see a um, uh, an ongoing shift towards um, I- interconnectivity between markets, um, and so if you if you look at um, over the last 30, 40 years, so so not not cycle dependent, but you look over the the long term period, um, companies are getting more intertwined overseas. Um, the the amount of data and people moving across borders um, is is ever increasing, um, and even with some of the more um, protectionist movements we've seen recently with, you know, the trade war between the US and China, or, um, or Brexit, um, or, or in general, kind of the increased nationalization in Europe, uh, you know, we, we see that um, cross-border flows tend to increase about um, five percentage points faster than GDP. Um, so we think those, those meta trends remain really important. And, and therefore, the long-term resilience in the industry, I think, is, is really, um, really well-founded. We've got room for optimism. I think, um, given um, the the times we're in right now, and, and what we're going to see over the next um, three to six months, I mean, who knows? Um, people far, than me, haven't figured out um, what's going to happen in the economy. Um, but but I think a couple of things are are, are clear. The first is um, that banks are going to switch their focus now to um, how do they maintain um, things like lending to small businesses, forbearance. You know, some of these some of these issues around. Um, how they enable the economy and prop up the economy during difficult times will come to the forefront. And that's going to be dominating bank boardroom conversations, probably not innovation, frankly. And therefore, I think it's incumbent on the fintech industry to to drive that innovation and keep the the mantle moving forward um, because we we know the demand is there. And actually, even more so in difficult times, things that make companies more efficient um, and make it easy to do business become really important um and then actually i think the second um i think the second grain of hope is that um a lot of the um most significant innovations happen during difficult times in fact many would argue the um the fintech that we've seen over the last 10 years was really as a result of the financial crash in 2008 um and so um you know i think uh we actually Difficult times spur innovation in unexpected ways, um, and so actually, I have a lot of hope that actually over the next year we'll see some interesting things start to emerge. It might take three or four years to really take hold, um, but overall, coming back to your question, I think I, I've got a lot of optimism that the industry remains relatively resilient.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's a- absolutely excellent everything that you said there because you're so right. And I think right now, um, people will be panicking about what's happening within the within the industry. Are people able to get into work? Um, but actually, what you've painted there is a picture a really optimistic picture of of a much more longer term point of view and looking back to what happened um two thousand and eight two thousand and nine and then following two thousand and ten and the early the early teens um that there's been so much innovation and it's what we're known for within the fintech marketplace so a really optimistic uh, a really optimistic view there. So that takes me on to my next question. Um, something that I, I know I know of you and I know that you really stand for is that passion for um, the power of having a great team. Um, when we first met, it was a um, we were both speaking at Innovate Finance, and y- your views and, and how you've built currency cloud over the years. it's really standout. So I wanted um, you just to share that uh, with the listeners. Because I, I completely agree, I think good people, um, building a great team is, is paramount for great businesses.
0: Yeah, and there's this classic um, cycle of um, if you have um, great people who are highly engaged, it leads to better customer satisfaction, which leads to better profits, which then it leads to have, being able to attract great talent who are highly engaged. And and, and I think we um, we nurture that loop very actively at Client to Cloud. Um and um, you know, I think it, it helps us do a few different things. So first of all, when we're when we're talking to customers um and uh we're trying to win big deals, for example, you know, we bring out what we call our brain trust. Um, you know, the 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 just the amount of expertise and credibility that great people bring when you put them in front of customers is is awe-inspiring sometimes. Um and so you know that helps us helps us close close investment money, win big deals. Um it's a really important part important part of who we are. Um, I think. Secondly, um, well, so we we have a, a number of core values. Um, there are a, a couple which I think are really important. One is um, is be human. Um, you know, this is uh, this is not a place where um, if you're an egotistical jerk, you're going to be successful. And I think having that humanity. Um, and then second is better together. It's kind of collaborating to create great solutions for our customers. Um, and I think you put those two together. That's one of the reasons why um, our customers enjoy working with us, and something we strive really hard to maintain is how do you create that uh, that DNA so that when when a customer picks up the phone to you, they want to talk to you, they want to solve problems with you, because business is done with people at the, at the end of the day, um, and wow. people want to talk to people and connect with different people. It's you know the the fundamentals of our technology is super important. And I won't ever um, I won't ever demean that, but um, but but people and the technology together. Is a super powerful combination, um, and then finally, I think having um, having wonderful people enables you to build that technology. Um, you know, they think through difficult problems. They um, they help provide really compelling solutions for customers. Um, they um, architect the platform in a way that um, makes it resilient and scalable, and all those things which are so important for a growing business. Um, and so, so I think you know the great team. Um, sits at the core of everything we're trying to do at Currency Cloud.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then with that thing, what, what are your plans for twenty twenty? I know a difficult question, being St Patrick's today and we just had Boris telling everybody yesterday, don't go to pubs and bars anymore. But um, we're even with all of that to consider, um, tell tell us what, um, what what's in, what's the future for for Currency Cloud?
0: So, so. We just, uh, we started this year um, by announcing a recent fundraise of $80 million. Um, and, and that puts us in a, a really strong position. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're very privileged to have that. And, um, and so we're, we're going to continue focusing on our plans of delivering great value for customers. Um, I think there, there are a few things um, to call out. One is um, we're, we're pressing ahead with the launch of our product, um, Spark, which is effectively a globally wallet that financial providers can embed into their platforms so um we we're, we're really excited by that i think it's a game changer in the industry it's certainly a unique product in the industry um, right. and um, and so so that's um, that's on track to launch um at the end of this uh, at the, end of the second quarter um so in 3 months time we've got customers on um, on beta right now who are transacting successfully so we feel very very excited by that and a huge pipeline of demand for it um, and, and then I think the, the second thing we're looking at is um, we'll be opening up a presence in um, in Asia uh, this year. Um, so we are um, we're talking to um, uh, candidates that we're hiring in Japan at the moment. We're going to open offices in Singapore, um, and so that creates a um, a really exciting new frontier for us. Where well, today actually about fifteen percent of our revenues come from uh, the Asia Pacific region anyway, um, but we're wow. we're not yet in the region. Actively um, pushing our product to the uh, to the customer base out there, and we think there's a huge amount of opportunity and some of the most exciting innovation in fintech coming out of that region right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we all need to keep an eye out on Spark then and see when that comes out for
0: call. <laughs> Indeed.
1: Um, so, Todd, I've got to say that's that's been um, a brilliant, brilliant um, recording. Um, it's great that you're sharing such um, exciting plans um, and such um, such real inspiration about how. You've built that business and built the teams within the business. Being human, we're better together. I think these are really good messages um, for what's happening right now within within um, within the world. Um, and um, and to hear your positivity about the innovation sort of resting on the shoulders of fintech right now, we've all got a responsibility. So thank you so much for sharing your views on that. And thank you to everyone listening to Fintech Focus TV and podcast series. That was Todd Latham of Currency Cloud. Thank you, Todd.
0: Thanks for having me. I really appreciated it. Thanks, Nadia.